Hello and welcome to the Mix Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip hop. My co-hosts are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. Kev, tell them where they can follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap, and you can find us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. All right, that's what's up, Kev. So for today's episode, we're going to be doing an album review and a stream or no stream for Pop Smoke's new project, Faith. We're also going to be doing Billboard's top 10 rap albums for July. And we're going to end the show off with an old school artist spotlight of our man, Heavy D and the Boys. So let's jump into it with Pop Smoke's project, Faith. And the first song that we thought was notable from the track is Tell the Vision featuring Kanye and push your tea. It's just tragic. 20 years old. Rest in peace. God bless Pop Smoke. Look, nigga, we made it. Nigga, we made it. We made it. Nigga, we made it. Thank God that I made it. Nigga, we made it. We made it. Look, my mom made it. Look, I remember the days. Same fix for a week straight. I used to eat 50 cent cake. Now it's beliefs. It's relief for the state. And hell it does up in the race. All right, and that was Tell the Vision featuring Kanye West and Pusha T from Pop Smoke's uh album Faith. So let's jump into it with the youngest in charge. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Tell the Vision by Pop Smoke? Amazing production. This was Kanye's um I think his his uh, song that he was able to add to for this project. Um, I think it was great. He pulled out all the, the big, big, big uh, fancy parts for this one because, you know, they had a lot of, a lot of, it feels like a lot of money put into whatever it took to, to produce this. Again, great to hear Kanye in, in the background. Kind of made it a little weird because it's like a little sped up, but I get it, you know. I mean, it's always a great thing to hear Pop Smoke on any song. It was a blessing to all of us um, while he was here. But uh, yeah, this was a great song. But I don't know how high. I don't know if it's top three out of all the songs on this album. All right, Malcolm, that's what's up. Appreciate that. Um, Let's move into it with uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Tell the Vision featuring Kanye West and Pusha T? I really like the beat to the song. It, it fits Pop Smoke style. The features were okay. I thought they could have been a little bit better, but overall, it was an enjoyable song. Just, you know, I, I'm somewhat surprised that Kanye added something to this album. I, I just feel like where he's at in his creative space, Pop Smoke wouldn't have been on his radar, but, you know, something convinced them to add, and, and I think it was a nice addition to it. Yeah, that's what's up, Kev. I'm telling you, uh, for me, I thought that this particular track was amazing. I'm not a huge fan of Pusha T, but I thought that he came correct on this feature. Uh, Kanye, I think he just wanted to add some creativity to the project itself. And his addition was beautiful. I love the Angie Martinez drop that they put on there. It was just beautiful. She's one of my favorite DJs from uh, you know, for all of hip hop, she's one of my favorites. She does some of the most uh, kind, concerned and in-depth interviews of, of our hip hop h- heroes. 
So really appreciated that. I just thought overall it was a very well produced track. And uh, I, I'm enamored with Pop Smoke. I thought that if he had a little bit more time on the planet, once he got these two albums out the way, I, I thought that he would be able to push the narrative for East Coast rap forward and maybe bring us back from this drill trap era and, and really help uh, New York shine again. But it is what it is. Rest in power to Pop Smoke. Let's move on and let uh, Terrell anchor this one. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Tell the Vision featuring Kanye West and Push Pusha T? So I'm going to be honest about this song right here. And because I'm from New York and we know how Pop Smoke sounds. This song right here was more, now I like the feature with Kanye West, but I feel like this song could have been on his album, not on this album. Some of the fact that we've been everybody here that knows Pop Smoke over here, we was all saying that this album was rushed. That's one. Two, this album did not sound like a Pop Smoke album. And three, this album was a mainstream global album with all the features that they had on here. And we was a, a lot of us Pop Smoke fans. We was mixed mixed feelings about this album and we've been looking towards like who produced who produced it who monitored it and a lot of his close friends was like listen whatever this album is about this album we didn't have no parts of it and that kind of hurt me that his people who was rocking for him for the longest was not part of this project that kind of hurt me and that was kind of a, a slap in the face for his legacy because you know he would want his people to be on this. That's my first tape on that. The second tape on it was Pusha T verse. He was kind of throwing shots at people and I didn't understand why he was throwing shots at people. Mainly Tyler the Creator. Him and Tyler was was best friends at one point in time. And after I heard this verse right here where he, where he said a little sneak this, I was like, hmm, I gotta do my research. And apparently, Pusha T is kind of mad at Tyler that he didn't get a feature in his album. And I'm like, it's kind of a little petty. I don't know what's going on in the industry. But like I said, this song right here, I like it. But I feel like this wasn't, this shouldn't have been on a Pop Smoke album. This should have been on a Kanye album. Yo, that's what's up, um, Terrell. Really appreciate those words. I feel you on your assessment. Anybody want to jump in on this one? <laughs> well, uh, question: What? What? It, well, for everyone, what are you all's opinions overall on Pusha T right now as a artist in today's today's twenty one twenty twenty one like rap game right now? Uh, Pusha T is on the on a big big album right now that's going to be in in heavy rotation for the next next few seasons. So, just give your opinions. Pusha T is. Pusha T is never going to be on Drake's level. He's not going to never be on Kanye's level. But right now, Pusha T could be an another Benny the Butcher. It's not a lot he has done to change the narrative of his content. And and I'm not sure if he changes it, will, will people look at him in a different way or respect his lyricism more because... We're so used to the the dope boy talk. The you know he, he's not a, he's not a he's not typically flashy, but you know he talks about you know artwork and and some of the designer or luxury labels that some people know and some people don't know. He tries to be a connoisseur of of things. I understand, 
Right. But at the same time, I don't think it goes over well with people because it's certain people who can talk that, you know, thousand dollar T-shirt thing. And you'd be like, okay, I can see it. But then like you look at him and it's like, you don't look like the person that'll wear a thousand dollar T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Even though you have the money to do it, he don't look like a person that would do it. He doesn't fit the part. Right, right. So what could he say on his next album to really generate a reaction for him to be considered one of the best? Because his last album wasn't that bad, you know, but it was still, you know, he had that um, he had that picture. His album cover was the uh, Whitney Houston's hotel room cover. And it was just like, are you still there? Like. You know, you're you you are you a husband now, you got a kid. What else is it? You know what I mean? Like, you gotta have more than dope boy talk. And he's gonna end I if if his if his content isn't changed dramatically, him and Benny the Butcher will be put in the same class. And and I and um and I don't wanna say this, but I think it's gonna hurt him, hurt his legacy more than help. But what about all these other there 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 are plenty of rappers that have kept the same the same type of no? Well to No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, you know, I'm in my own thoughts. Well, I I, I was about that when I was when I was about to say that I thought of two chains and he didn't stay the same throughout his career. So he I mean two chains two chains went from the dope boy talk. He made a little money, he made a name for himself, then he switched to pop. The track, the, the twerk rap. Ariana Grande. No, oh, he went. He went to a lavish lifestyle rap, and and that's what you should do. You not in the HBCU hood anymore. Rap. Remember that song? That yes. was positive. I understand. He so moved that's changing forward. The but I'm not going to say it's popular. I don't think everything uh, uh, he's done has been popular. Oh, I think no. that but he been- went towards a direction of I got money now. I can't keep rapping about the same stupid shit I did back when I was in my early 30s. So now let me talk about the stuff that, uh, that I experienced as a lavish, you know, man of money. And he does that. And it's been a it's been nothing but positive for him. Same thing you talk about when you say uh, uh, Snoop Dogg. What has what 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 is the elev- the evolution no of Snoop has Dogg? A reason to be ignorant that's right. It's, it's no purpose to keep talking about what's happening in the LBC if you don't live in the LBC. You know, you now live in Beverly Hills, or you live in Tarzana, or you live in Malibu. Talk about what your life experiences are. If you do it in an artistic way, it's always going to be good. And therein lies why Pusha T is the precursor to uh, Benny the Butcher. I think both of them have limited their growth and their abilities based on their their stubbornness to stay in this one space. You know, unless Pusha T is not making the money we think he's making and he's still out there slanging, he shouldn't be rapping 15 years into the game about the same stuff. If somebody in his camp is telling him that, oh, this is what the youth want to hear, they're wrong. Because the youth don't want to hear this. The youth want to hear what you're doing, what you're about. It is what it is. Again, about these two, I appreciate Terrell throwing this on I the table for us. The, 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 the T- to little his little um, little feature in this song. I usually am not a big fan of Pusha T ever, really, but uh, I enjoyed it. Same, and I'm gonna say, I didn't know when was talking. the last time Pusha T dropped a album by himself. All you hear is Pusha T on a feature. You don't hear him. No, no, no. His last project was uh, the, like that Wale. was produced by Kanye 
was him. Was it successful? It was successful. It was probably his most successful project. Gold? It was more than gold. I think that album went platinum. Kev would have to tell me on that, but that last Kev? project was very, very popular. Um, he's the Pussy Lover. Oh my goodness, the, the album, the, the album did good. I mean, it, it wasn't well. It wasn't necessarily the album. It was more of an EP. It was a little short. It got received well. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to debate numbers in this day and age because you have you have album sales and you have streams. You have X number of streams that are considered album sales. So. It's really hard to determine what's what. You're you more likely to have more streams than sales because that's where people are going now. But it was well received. Um, I think it was 20. If it wasn't 2018, it was 2019. But then in 20. 28. What was it? No, no, no. Daytona. It was 2018. Daytona. Uh-huh. It was the spring of 2018. Daytona. 2018. And then 2019, he had, he had the best. I mean, to me, he was the rapper of the year in 2019 because he had... Um, he had to feature on Corday's album. He had to feature on Freddie Gibbs' album. He had to feature on Benny the Butcher's album. And I think he had a feature somewhere else. Like Freddie Gibbs was like uh, a top five album. Corday was a top five album. It was like three of the best rap albums in 2019 had a Pusha T feature on it. And he was shining on it. So, you know, you could say, yeah, it, it's his, his content is kind of stale in the sense of, yeah. You feel like it's the same thing. He's just saying it different ways, but it's it appeals to a certain audience. But because he hasn't really released nothing in so long, you have an artist like a Benny or um, Jim Jones to a certain extent. You know, they kind of moved in on the territory or the lane that Pusha kind of held, had a kind of had a lock on. So now it's not he's not the only one that's really talking his you know, elaborate dope boy talk. You got Jim, who's, you know, a lot of people wasn't big Jim Jones fans, but now for somehow or another, Jim Jones is making quality music. You know, Jim Jones just had decent songs, but now he just, now he got good songs. So it's, we don't know what Pusha T is going to end up at, but this verse on this Pop Smoke album was unnecessary. Like, like so, I don't know who said it earlier, but it's like, you know, you have this young man, to go through this event where he, you know, he was murdered in this house he was renting, and and it should have been a more positive message instead of a sneak diss because of you caught up in your feelings. That don't make sense. Pusha T's album actually was, I think you said 2019, no 2018, 2018, 2018. Not I'm talking, I'm not talking about when the album came out. I'm saying you said 2019 is when he he was the rapper of the year. I think it may have been 2018. Looking at um, all these accolades from this project, he was he was uh, nominated for a Grammy for the 61st Grammy Awards, and he was number one on Billboard, number one, yeah, best hip hop albums 2018. Yes, so I just said that guy. I know was, y'all, you know, I'm, I'm up on. I'm just making. I don't care for Pusha T, but I'm up on him, and I'm telling you that the, ta- the Daytona project. One. Is his most successful project Complex, of his career. Number one. So He's number never one had album. anything as good as the results that came from this album. Even when he was with the Neptunes, he still did not put out anything as positive as far as uh, impactful in the game as Daytona. And then, you know, with the with the beef with Drake, you can't. It, it, that was a great run for him. That's his best run. I don't think he has anything more than that. 
I don't even did he there, even like what was there's nothing he can pull out of his that box. Was terrible. Bag. There's it was nothing so else. He's bad. done. Like Meeks, Drake, Drake and Meeks was way better. I know. Well, he did expose his kid again. I like more, Drake and Meeks it, again. It's it's no it preference to who had the best yeah. beef. It's saying that you're talking about artists who are limited in their exposure and capabilities. Meek Mill is limited. Pusha T is limited. Benny the Butcher is limited. Again, if you don't expand in some way, and again, it doesn't have to be a huge expansion, but you can't continue to have the same content and think that you're going to be big for a long period of time. Like, again, I, I, I go back to Snoop as a, as a um, example. He, kept, he keeps it gangster, but he keeps it gangster in a way that he's not in the street gangbanging. That's what he has been able to I mean, I'm trying to think. When was when was uh when was uh, Doggy Style first came out in 1988? Was 1998, I think. So you're talking about over 20 something years. He's been able to stay relevant and stay hard in the streets where people still respect him purely based on he's not talking about gang banging anymore because that's not who he is. You know, he can do a reggae album because he's still hard in the paint. Is just not where he was and people don't mind that type of growth. So with that, we'll move on to the next song that we thought was relevant uh, in the project of faith by pop smoke. And that was defiant and that's featuring dread and Travi. I just want you for me, she ain't either. If it ain't you, then Gucci the speaker. That would do so if you go talking to pieces. I'm with the demons, no hiding, we seek it. Send up all your catch up flight on the weekend. Stay on alert, cause I know they be creeping. Yeah. It's just me and Pop, don't need nobody else, cause that be an extra witness. Movie get shot, the bullets put weight on his chest. Notice ain't pain fitness. I'm trying to beat the parts. 1942, I feed her shots. Yeah, now that was defiant. Featuring Dread, Wu, and Travi. I'll jump in and give my opinion first on this one and just say that I thought that this project, uh, this particular song was really, really nice. I thought that the production was well, and he spotlighted two young artists that I wasn't that familiar with. I, I have some familiarity with uh, Travi, but I did not know Dread, Wu, and I thought that both of them did a very nice job on this track. Uh, I don't know if they came in post-production or whatever, but it was still a very nice look for them. The song was uh, relevant to what was going on in the world at that time, and I appreciated it. So let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what your thoughts on Defiant featuring Dread Wu and Travi? It was crazy how Dread Wu got on this track because of the fact that Dread Wu and Possible Dag squashed their beef back in the day, back in the time, and they was working on some songs and stuff. And I think, I don't know, was this the song that they was working on? Or I think it was another song they was working on before he passed. But I was glad to hear that he was on this track. And I was like, okay, cool. At least they had one person that was cool with Pop Smoke to go on the track. So I was happy about this song. Travi, I listen about, not a lot of songs about him, but he, I'm still learning about him. His flow is good. I like his flow. Like I said, two young artists that's coming up. I feel like this was the best song that could be on this album to expand who they are and stuff, as well as a tribute to Pop Smoke. So I like this song right here. 
All right, that's what's up, Terrell. Really appreciate that. Let's jump into it with the youngest in charge. What were your thoughts on Defiant featuring Dread, Wu, and Travi? No, it was, it was okay. Not my cup of tea. A little too much going on for me when you talk about um, the drill sound. I thought if it had more, I, I don't know. I'm just not, I don't know. That's something that that's getting you up, getting you riled up, you know. So I I would I would stray away from that, but I, I mean to 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 get ready to, before I go to a party or to work out, I would enjoy this song. These these two young men are doing their thing. Other than that, I I mean it would be a stream for me. I I would I would stream it probably like I said on the way to the onto the gym or going to going going out or something like that. So I enjoyed it. Production was phenomenal though. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, Malcolm, let's jump into it with our anchorman. Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on Defiant featuring Dread, Wu, and Travi? I didn't care for it too much. That's about it. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't nothing I could rock with. All right. I feel you on that, uh, Kev. Appreciate those words. Let's jump into it with the third song that we thought was notable from the project, and that was 8-Ball featuring Kid Cudi. All right, and that was Eight Ball featuring Kid Cudi off of Pop Smoke's new project, Faith. I'm going to start this one off and say that I really, really thought that um, this was a nice look for Kid Cudi. Uh, Also, I thought that for a non-storytelling artist, that if you really, you know, delved into this track, you would see that Pop was trying to tell a story on this track. And I appreciated it. I was like, wow, okay, the young man is trying to show growth. You know, he's not a storyteller, but hey, let me try. Let me try. Again, it's a little bit more singing that I care for, but at least I could pull out of it that he was trying to tell a story. And even Kid Cudi's verse was poignant as far as this particular track was concerned. I think that he was headed in the direction that really was going to be uh, good for hip hop. So with that, we'll move on to Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on 8-Ball featuring Kid Cudi? I was very surprised that um, I enjoyed the song a lot. I think, you know, Kid Cudi is hit or miss for me. So kind of you know kind of having something that kind of fits his tempo his 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 um his style and pop smoke sounded good on it it was it was effective and like i said i was it, i was totally surprised i didn't think i would like actually like the song but it was one of my favorites on the album yeah that's what's up kev appreciate that let's move on to uh terrell terrell what were your thoughts on eight ball featuring kid cuddy it gave me a Western vibe of the beats. Like it gave me like Midwest vibe. It was a nice slow metal pace. And like you said, we I didn't think of Pop Smoke to be a storyteller. And when I heard this song, I was like, Oh, he is actually 
storytelling and his song. And I was like, okay, cool. And then the refreshment voice of Kid Cudi, which I love Kid Cudi, and how his verse was. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is a groovy song. I could just sit down, smoke a cigar, just play this song, drinking my yak, just nabbing my feet down. Like, okay, I feel the beat. I'm feeling it. But I like the song, and I will stream the song many times that I can. That's what's up, Terrell. I feel you on that one. Let's let the youngest in charge anchor this one. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on 8-Ball featuring Kid Cudi from Pop Smoke's project, Faith? Kid Cudi, um, interesting artist. They tried, They threw a lot of people on this uh, <laughs> project that was that were not people I expected to be on there. I didn't really enjoy this song, but Kid Cudi is interesting. We have to discuss because I, I, I don't have fully understand the type of artist he, what category he falls into um, because he's so abstract, but then can be a lyricist. So great songs, but it's just not my cup of tea, you know. Anything with Pop Smoke on it, you know, I got to support 100%, you know. So um, this is most definitely a stream for me. All right. And uh, Malcolm jumped the uh, gun on us with the stream or no stream. So we know that uh, this is a stream for Malcolm. Let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, is this a stream or no stream for Pop Smoke's Project Faith? This is a stream for me. A stream. All right. That's what's up. Appreciate that, uh, Terrell. And for me, this is definitely a stream. Uh, Big fan of the young man and uh, may rest in power. And um, for the content that he was able to put together, this is a good look. Let's let uh, Kev anchor this one. Kev, stream or no stream on Pop Smoke's project, Faith? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's I'm going to say a few songs, yes, but overall, no. I'm not a big after death album person and and I'm not a person who really, you know, I like a lot of features. I don't care for a lot of features on the album, but there were a few songs that I think that kind of stood out to me and, you know, I would probably put them, I would listen to them again, but overall this whole album, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to it again at all. All right. That's what's up, Kev. Really appreciate that. And this was our album review of Pop Smoke's project, Faith and a stream or no stream of the project. All right, and on to our next segment, and that is the Billboard's Top 10 Rap Albums for July. So at number 10 for the month of July on Billboard's Rap Top 10 Albums, we have Hollywood is Bleeding by Post Malone. We've already reviewed this project. Number nine, The Off Season by J. Cole. We've already reviewed that project. Number eight, My Turn by Little Baby, which we've definitely Uh, put our two cent in on and at number seven we have a new entry and that is 25 by our man g herbo sorry big sorry make the murder rate go up (laughs) 
remember what happened to the last one. Hop out and smash them, Lil blast them. Obviously, me on the plasma. I know they mad when you turn harass them. Took a rap, check about hot seats, only for action. Don't care if we crash them. Gotta learn how to watch, not sweet. Man, look, cuz cost town for a swap meet. Never seen me get hit, just watch me. Nice, I couldn't sleep, take a perky and Roxy. We only sparing them, we see a costume. He in the air, and he's gonna pop them. Shot rack, boy, we invented drills. Went for rapping on plenty drills. You don't wanna feel how to. Yeah, and that was Drill off of the 25 Project by G Herbo. So let's jump into it with the youngest in charge. What are your thoughts on G Herbo's album 25? Well, we will be discussing his rap album. I mean, his album for rap album of the year. So that is my opinion. This is a, I feel like, not his best project, in my opinion, but um, his second best project of all time. So when you talk about uh, dedication, skill, and what he just came with, um, with this album, I really appreciate it. And uh, this is, it shows on this giving tribute to his older, his um, older days of, of doing more drill songs. So I enjoy this song. All right. That's what's up, uh, Malcolm. Appreciate that. Let's uh, step into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, your thoughts on drill from 25 g herbo this was a good album but the fact that malcolm said this is going to be the talks of 20 of the rap album of the year um my brother we still got another couple more albums that's supposed to be released yet soon and i don't I don't know, depending on that, how it is now to the end of 2021, I don't know if it's going to be on that top list, but I, I hope it is that we could talk about it, but we still got some heavy hitters coming their way with their albums, and a G Herbal name compared to Who's Left to drop an album, yeah, I'm sorry to say, I think Super <laughs> I'm sorry to say, you throw some bones on this, I think Supersonic album going over top of G Herbal album, just the way how they play in this one song. So, but we will see. But the the album is good. I, I'm proud of him what he's doing and stuff. I'm not gonna knock him down, but I like what he's doing. I like that he's out, he's getting out the hood and stuff, and providing for him and his family and stuff. So, I like the album. All right, that's what's up, Terrell. Really appreciate that. Let's jump into it with uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Twenty Five by G Herbo? It wasn't bad. It was okay. I, you know, I spun it a few times, but I'm, I'm not, you know, going to be searching and searching to play it. And I really doubt I'll listen to it again in the next month or so. But it was a decent effort. All right, I feel you on that, uh, Kev. You know, for me, uh, again, my favorite uh, Chicago artist is uh, Polo G. But I thought that. G Herbo showed much growth in this project and he moved in the direction in which I want to see the Chicago artists go in. I, I think that there is some possibility to what Malcolm said as far as album of the year. I just think that he has a lot of uh, stiff competition and we'll see what happens with that. I don't know about the artistry of this project, but that it was a very forward moving project. And with those words, we'll move on to the number six song on Billboard's top 10 rap albums for July. And that was Culture 3 by the Migos, which we've already reviewed at number five. Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by our man Pop Smoke, which we've reviewed multiple times. 
and um, surprised that it's still on the charts. But hey, it is what it is. At number four, Gangsta's Pain by our man Moneybag Yo. At number three, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the Creator. And we have not reviewed this album as far as the Billboard is concerned. So here, let's jump into it with one of his songs from the album. Black boy, hop out. Shout out to my mother and my father. Hold up! Oh my God, I've never seen it like this. <laughs> That's what my mom was saying. She, she was crying and shit. She was just like, this shit is beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. You always, you always keep the picnic blankets in the back because you, you never know. Okay. Okay. Boys, boys, pull up. Black boy, hop out. Shout out to my mother and my father. They can pull out. MSG sell out. Fuck these niggas yap out. Whips on whips. My ancestors got their backside. All right. And that was Lumberjack by our man Tyler, the creator from his project, Call Me If You Get Lost. And I'm going to jump in first on this one and just say that. I, 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 you know, Malcolm was mentioning G Herbo's 25 for album of the year. Me knowing uh, uh, um, the Grammys, the way I know the Grammys, I can assure you that Tyler Creators Project, Call Me If You Get Lost, is going to be on that list of albums of the year. His creativity, his diversity on the album. There's no doubt that this project is going to be uh, garnered as one of the best albums of the year. I, 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 I have struggled with Tyler, the creator over the years. I think he came into his own with this project and I'm going to push it as much as possible. He gave a big shout out to hip hop in the time in which it's most needed. If you followed our uh, podcast for since the beginning, you'll know that that's all we've ever wanted. And that's all we want in the, uh, in, in the reason why we do this podcast, uh, podcast is to push forward hip hop as a whole. And I think that Tyler, the creator on this particular project has done that. And with that, we're going to move on to Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the creator? You know, I'm going to say I love I love this album. I'm glad that he fully made this album on his own. I'm glad that he took his time on this because we know how Tyler creator can get sometimes. But like you said, I feel like this could be a talk for album of the year right here. Because the fact that every time Tyler put out an album, it evolved and evolved and evolved. And he has a lot to offer and show because I, I guess what sparked a shock into him is where he had won a award last year and they didn't categorize him as how he felt like his music should should have been in so that will that sparked something in him to now go back into the studio and make the music how he wanted to be categorized and i love that about tyler creator i've been growing up listening to him from when he was in our future and how he hold down our future when earl went, went to boarding school and stuff i give him a lot of props i love him i like his he's a free spirit person like he don't he just do whatever He's a funny person. He's the modern day. How can I say? We all know. Um, what's his name from? Um, Jackass. Um, he's the modern day Steve O. That's why I feel about Tyler Creator. He just do whatever he want to do, and it's funny. You may like him, you may not like him, but when it comes to his music, 
he pressurized how his music should be. And this album right here explains how he wants his music to be to us. All right, that's what's up. Terrell, really appreciate that. For me, let's let the, jump, the youngest in charge jump in on this one. Uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the Creator? This will be another option for the, um, or another another nomination for the album of the, rap album of the year. I will have this in heavy rotation. I feel like a few select songs from this album, just all in all. But I enjoyed it, especially this song. Um, just showed, showed that he can rap. I was not aware. Um, and he truly showed this album that he is a rapper. And that, that's that like we like 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 we like we just said we that's all we want, you know. So just just bringing back real hip hop and, and and giving people their flowers when when they're when they're doing hip hop a good justice. So um, that's how I feel about it. All right, appreciate that, uh, Malcolm. Let's jump into it with our anchorman, Kev. What were your thoughts on "Call Me If You Get Lost" by Tyler the Creator? Very, very solid project. Um, it's, it, you know, Tyler is setting a standard where um, each time he comes out with something, you know, you're not going to hear a bad, you're not going to hear too many bad reviews, if any at all, about what he's doing. And that is, um, that's a testament to the quality of material that he puts out there. Because, I mean, you know, some of the big names have had, albums that people don't like but you can't you never hear that about tyler you never you, you know you don't hear tyler had a bad album here or bad mixtape there but you heard about eminem and nas and and you know others so for him to have another strong showing is is just amazing to what this young man has been able to do in such a short period of time and hopefully we will be considering him as one of the best ever in another five, six years or so. All right. That's what's up. Uh, Kev, appreciate that. And now we move on to our number two on Billboard's top 10 rap albums for July. And that is our man Polo G with his project Hall of Fame. And at number one, The Voice of the Heroes by Little Baby and Little Dirk, which we've reviewed. And that is your top Billboard's top 10 rap albums for July 2021. All right, so now we're going to move into our third segment, and that's going to be old school artist spotlight of our man Heavy D and the Boys. And we're going to start off with a song that we thought was notable from his career. Sitting in my room with my smoker's jacket on The fireplace is burning and the girlie is warm Time to make my move So gently I kiss her Kiss her in her ear And tell her that I miss her She might try to pop that boyfriend's junk But I don't really care because I know he's a punk I'll stop him like a roach if he tries to approach He can't get close cause I'm the one who the broke up romance, so come on, take a chance. You don't need a long look, all you need is a glance. If you wanna get warm, in my arms you belong. You have a problem, have a solve them up, it can't go wrong. When all right, and that was Heavy D and the Boys 
from their first project, and that was Living Large, the Overweight Lovers in the House. So I'm going to give a little bit of information on our man, Heavy D. His real name is Dwight Arrington Myers. He was born in May 24th, 1967. He grew up in northern New York, Mount Vernon. He got signed to Uptown Records, where he began his career at. And he was actually born in Mandeville, Jamaica. He um, became an ancestor at age 44 on November the 8th, 2011. His four major projects with Heavy D and the Boy were Living Large in 1987, Big Time in 1989, Peaceful Journey in 1991, Blue Funk in 1993, and Nothing But Love in 1994. So let's jump into it with the youngest in charge and see what his thoughts were on Heavy D. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Heavy D and the boys? He is one of my favorite of all time. Um, I enjoyed how he was able to still supply the lyrics and good vibes through his through his songs and his his, his projects. Production-wise, specifically, I um I just want to give credit to Teddy Riley. Marley Marr, um, DJ Premier, P-Rock, and Eddie F. Myers. Uh, they assisted, and I'm pretty sure there are probably some other unmentioned ones, but um, they assisted in um, providing some of the best beats I've heard from that era for his uh, for Heavy D and the Boys, or Heavy D's five albums, basically, in the group. So um, all in all, it's there's never really a time you can't turn on Heavy D Unless you just don't want to be in a happy mood, you know. If you if you don't want to be, if you, it, he has music just that 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 clears that that really covers the landscape. When you talk about stuff that's positive, stuff that's conscious, club stuff, get up, all that. It's just it's just he really he really is very versatile. And once again, another blessing um to to the to the world and. He blessed us with his his skill and his music, and um, I mean, he all he he discovered soul for real. That was another uh, spectacular thing that he was able to do while he was still here, as well as Monifa. Is that how you say it? Monifa. 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 So, um, just just he's able to to not only build a brotherhood and 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 show show that he you can still do it with the groups but he was also able to 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 establish himself and as a as a notorious rapper um solo rapper as well so um i have nothing but love for heavy d and um he's always in 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 a playlist of mine all right that's what's up malcolm really appreciate that let's move on to another song that we thought was notable from his career and it's from the Big Time Project, and it's We Got Our Own Thing.
right. And that was We Got Our Own Thing by Heavy D and the Boys from the Big Time Project. So let's jump into it with Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on our man Heavy D and the Boys? I grew up listening to him. I remember my mom always had the radio on on Saturdays and they would always throw his songs in there. And this is actually the one song that I fell in love with right here. And the way how I see how he rapped was phenomenal. But which also made me to realize, like, okay, I could be a big person and dance, was the way how he moved when he danced. And I'm just like, you can't be a big person like how Heavy D was. And he had moves. And I was like, okay, this gave me more confidence. Like, okay, I'm a big boy. And I dance however I want to dance because I can see Heavy D doing it. So he inspires me to to dance now and I just dance no matter what I hear. I just start dancing but I was happy to grow up listening to him seeing who he was for who he was and, and his music inspired everyone in every form every part of the world and it was amazing and kind of sad now an ancestor right now. I wish he was still alive making more music or just seeing him dance. I, I wouldn't mind just seeing him dance one last time. But it that hearing that he passed so but I still got a tons of his music I listen to to this day and I will never let his legacy die in my in my heart and I hope one day I could cherish his music to my kids, let him know how the music how music was back in the days to what it is now. And that's all I can say. And like, I, I miss him. I really do. That's what's up, Terrell. Appreciate those words. They were very powerful. Let's move on to the next song that we thought was notable from his career. And that was Now That We Found Love from Peaceful Journey album. <laughs> And that was Now That We Found Love from the Peaceful Journey Project by Heavy D and the Boys. Let's jump in with uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on our man Heavy D and the Boys? It's it's a lot I want to say, but first I want to um, shout out Pete Rock. Um, a few a few weeks back on his Instagram, he posted a picture of him and Hev from like, I think, late 80s, early 90s. And he was saying, you know, Thanks to DC for showing Hev and him so much love. And it was like a second home to them. And and it sparked this memory in my mind because I remember when I was a kid, like, you know, you know, Go-Go's big in DC. So you would see the I would see, you know, we had these posters that would be all over the place. And you will always see Heavy D's name. Like it was like at least six to twelve times a year, Heavy D was doing a show. With a go-go band to the point that I thought Heavy D was from DC. To be honest with you, it it, took, it wasn't until I was like a teenager that I found out he was from New York. For a long time, I thought he was a DC guy because it was you know I would see his name on these posters or 
you know, see him hanging out with DC people. And and I had no idea till, like I said, later on in the time. So, you know, seeing that post on P Rock, it, it just brung back memories of when I was a young boy and everything. And it was like, man, you know, I remember that time. There's so many things about Heavy. He was a good, he was a good MC. He was a good songwriter. He was a good AR. He was a good record executive. He was even a good actor. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't even talk about his acting roles that he had. I mean, it, granted, it wasn't that many, but it it was it was roles that either they fit him or he made the role fit him, and he was good at that. So he was so successful in everything, man. I mean, the boy could dance. He could put out a radio hit. I mean, he was just so many good things that I don't know if we're ever going to get a guy like that. I mean, like the closest person, maybe we could say Kanye, but it's not like Hev was, you know what I mean? And, and I don't know, like, I don't, I mean, maybe Drake, maybe Drake, but Drake doesn't act anymore. So, uh, it's, you know, Hev was the man, you know, he, he, he dominated the radio. He had a personality that everybody loved outside of music. And, you know, just, you know, him passing was kind of like, man, you know, hip hop is going to miss something. And, and I wish that, you know, I, I'll say this again. I, I'll say this all the time. When we talk about our, our, our legends that had passed on, we need another hip hop honors type of show to recognize the men and the women who contributed so much to the game, but didn't get the the love on a grand stage because have may have could headline a hip hop honors like right now. And it's just it's so sad, man. I don't I don't know what it would take, man. I mean, if Puffy or Jay Z or whoever did this, man. Come on, man. We can get that again. We can get that going again because those hip hop honor shows were so great, man. But man, have been gone. It's just the game hasn't been the rap game hasn't been the same since he's been he's he's been gone, man. But hopefully, you know, one of these younger guys can step up to the point of. When you're making your radio songs, it's not about killing. It's not about drugs. It's not about sex. You know, have something that's, uh, you know, with a fun or or somewhat positive lyrical content, man. Because that's all we really need, man. Because these kids out here, they don't need to be listening to that stuff. But Hev was the man. I hate to see him not being here anymore. And 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 I hope you know we can help expand his fan base or listen to audience just a little bit more. Yeah, that's what's up, Kev. Man, powerful, strong words. Uh, you know, it's not much more to say, you know. So now we're going to move into one of the songs that we thought was notable from his career, and that was from the 1994 project, Nothing But Love. And the song that we're going to play is going to be Black Coffee. Someone who got my back, gotta be a dog skin, a light skin, black, the type of girl that stays busy all day. But when the sun goes down, she's my sexy souffle. Hey, somebody really ain't afraid to work. And if you try to disrespect the mess around and get your feelings hurt, she ain't friends, bro. No, Tony, Tony. All right, and that was Black Coffee from 
Nothing But Love Project by Heavy D and the Boys. And I'm going to finish this one off and I'm going to keep it real tight and short. Heavy D was the class of hip hop. He put diamonds in hip hop. He's the one who made this a shining stone to show the entire world. He really made hip hop elegant. And he deserves every kudos that each one of my co-hosts have talked about because he was so classy. He was such a gentleman. He broke all barriers. You know, like uh, Terrell said, there was no there was no heavy dudes out here doing the stuff that he was doing. We had plenty of larger guys doing hip hop over the years. But what the way Hev did it was special. And he was gone way too soon. Again, we all have to remember to try to take care of ourselves. And again, just the class of hip hop. Everything he did was classy. Artist, like uh, Kev said, actor, just everything. Producer, um, label, head, head of a label, trying to build a label. Just everything about him was classy. And so for real, in a recent interview, was saying that if Hev wouldn't have passed, uh, they, their career would have moved forward. But just as they were really building up, things just went downhill in, in, in their lives based on him, his passing. And that that was our old school artist spotlight of our man, Heavy D and the boys. And let's like to thank the audience for listening and downloading our podcast. We really appreciate it. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach us at under a groove network at gmail.com. Again, that's under a groove network at gmail.com. That is our production company. And if you want to check us out on social media, Kev, tell them where they can follow us. Mix Era Rap on Twitter and Mix Era Rap Pod on Instagram. Yo, that's what's up, Kev. Really appreciate that. And with that, we just like to say, we out of here. Peace.